We are getting our first in-depth look at some of the research behind Raltegravir, a powerful therapy for multidrug-resistant HIV infection already approved by the FDA. How is this Raltegravir data impacting current clinical strategies for attacking the virus in multidrug-resistant patients? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon, and our guest is Dr. Roy Steigbegel, Professor of Medicine and Pathology, Molecular Genetics, Microbiology, and Pharmacologic Sciences, and the Founding Director of the Comprehensive AIDS Center at the State University of New York at Stony Brook. Dr. Steigbegel is the lead author of research on Raltegravir published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Steigbegel. Well, thank you. We are discussing the clinical applications of raltegravir. Doctor, for full disclosure, you have served as an investigator for Merck, correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get involved with this research, with this drug in particular? Well, I've been involved in HIV research before HIV was discovered to be the cause of AIDS back in the early 80s when I was at the University of Rochester. So I've been involved in numerous studies fairly basic level and also at the clinical investigation level for new therapies. And this is a compound that I have been involved with since it was first used in clinical trials. In fact, our center put the first patient in the world on this medication. And how specifically did you think to use this medication, an integrase inhibitor? Well, the advantage of this medication is, as you state, it inhibits the integration step in the virus's replication cycle. And we have not ever had a drug for that step in replication. That's an important point because the incidence of resistance to HIV in individuals who've been on therapy for years continues to increase. People do develop a resistant virus, especially if they're not taking their medications regularly. Additionally, people who are newly acquiring virus, that is people who've never had therapy before, are acquiring virus from other people that is uh, resistant to current medications. So getting medications in a new class, that is, in a new step in replication, is really quite a breakthrough. And this drug, Relchegravir, does represent that particular point. In a very simplistic fashion, and not thinking about the resistant patients, is this a better way to approach HIV as opposed to the standard antiretroviral treatment? Well, it's not necessarily better. It's better for those people who have resistant virus because the chance of ever having virus resistant to it is very close to zero as there's been no integration inhibitor out there ever. So viruses have not developed capacity to be resistant to Rautregovir to this point. Of course, that does not mean that viruses will not become resistant to it. And in fact, in the studies, a small number of people have already developed resistance to raltegravir. Now, you have studied for 48 weeks, I believe, the two clinical markers of HIV infection, correct? That's correct. And not the clinical efficacy. That's right. The studies that were published in England Journal of Medicine were not designed to uh, look at clinical efficacy as the length of time, that is 48 weeks, would not likely be able to detect 
any clinical efficacy. So the design of the studies, the proscribed design, was to look at two aspects of HIV therapy, which are clearly and unequivocally predictive of clinical outcome. That is the drop in the viral load, the amount of virus people have in their body, and the increase in the CD4 cells, the cells that are normally damaged and eliminated and become dysfunctional because of HIV. So in the field of HIV research for new therapies, these two so-called surrogate markers are accepted as predictive of efficacy by the research community and, more importantly, perhaps, by the FDA. To continue on this point, I'm sure a lot of the listeners are thinking the FDA certainly is a very particular organization, and how a drug can be approved without clinical studies is surprising, but I suppose it has to do with what you just said, right? Yes, it's because of study after study after study and just basic information and knowledge about HIV indicates that the primary utility of a drug will depend upon its ability to stop the virus from replicating. Unfortunately, none of the drugs we have cure, none eliminate virus, but they bring the viral load down to very low levels, levels that are often referred to as undetectable. How do you think this is affecting clinical practice at this point? Well, I think this is a breakthrough in that for people with highly resistant virus, which was what this study was looking at, it offers an opportunity for people who had very few options, who were really going to have major problems in the future. This offers a real turn for them to have a period of time, how long we don't know, but periods of time where their HIV can be well controlled. Many people think it's analogous to what happened around 95 when we had the new class of drugs, that is the protease inhibitors. If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and our guest is Dr. Roy Steigbegel, Professor of Medicine and Pathology, Molecular Genetics, Microbiology, and Pharmacologic Sciences, and the founding director of the Comprehensive AIDS Center at the State University of New York at Stony Brook. We are discussing the clinical applications of raltegravir. Dr. Are we seeing a significant group of patients that develop resistance directly to raltegravir? There was a small group of people who, on the raltegravir arm, the study, again, just was looking at people who received raltegravir plus optimized treatment background versus placebo plus optimized treatment background. And in some, there were a small number of people in the raltegravir group who did develop resistant virus. They were people who had very few other active drugs, so that as a single agent, raltegravir, and as any other single agent, will not be working very well. It needs to be taken in combination with some other medications that have effect on the virus. Now, when we speak about only one genetic mutation is needed to develop the resistance, what does that exactly mean? Well, with raltegravir, actually, it's one major one plus some minor ones, so it's more than one. What that means is in the enzyme, which is blocked by raltegravir, in this case, integrase, a change in amino acids in that enzyme can lead to the inability of the drug to block the integrase function. For some medications, there's a requirement of virus to have multiple amino acid changes, and for others, fewer. 
So rotigravir, it seems at this point, a single mutation, a major mutation, plus some other mutations along with it, can lead to resistance. Is this problem of continuing resistance, is this going to affect raltegravir and just continue on and us require more medications, different medications in the future? Most likely. While this is a breakthrough, it's not a panacea for the resistance problem with HIV. And that is why continuing look for additional medications that act at other steps of viral replication inhibition are needed. In fact, there are another class of drugs also recently approved which operate in another step in the virus's replication cycle, and they block what's called CCR5, which is one of the places that the virus has to latch on to the host cell. So we do have these two truly new medications that have come out in the last six to eight months, which represents really a breakthrough. A general question, is there any way to combat the problem of resistance? Well, the most important thing clinically is for us to encourage our patients to take their medications very regularly. Unlike other medications for infectious diseases, a skipped dose, it can lead to a resistance quite quickly. Why is that? Probably because the virus has the great ability to mutate. And additionally, because we haven't cured the infection, the virus levels can come up quite quickly and then resistance will occur. So HIV is a difficult virus for many, many reasons. But among those reasons is the necessity for keeping the viral load very, very, very low, in which case the chance for resistance is diminished but never totally eliminated. Now, you've mentioned several times about not being able to cure the disease with this treatment. Will we be able to cure the disease at all in the future? Currently, there is no way that we understand that this can be cured because in addition to the replicating virus at a high level, there is virus replicating at a very low level or not replicating at all in resting cells. And none of the medications can get at that group of viruses or cells currently. There have been methods that have been attempted to rid the body of all virus, but so far they've all failed. So in the near future, and maybe unfortunately longer-term future, cure of HIV is not on the horizon. Are there any patients who must stay away from raltegravir? Well, currently there is no identification of people who have had any side effects or allergic reactions, but whether that will occur when it gets to be used in thousands of patients is unknown. But so far, that has not been seen. Do you think that we eventually will see this as a first-line HIV therapy in non-resistant patients? That's definitely something that is going to be looked at. In fact, there are ongoing studies comparing it to other so-called first-line therapies to see if it's as good or better than other first-line therapies. So those studies are ongoing. Finally, doctor, if you could look into your crystal ball 5 to 10 to 15 years down the way, tell us what you see in terms of therapy for HIV. Well, I think what we've seen is a continuum of more medications and better medications and simplified regimens. So while I've been in this field since the early 80s, people were taking 15, 20, 25 medicines pills a day. We now have some regimens where people are taking one pill a day, which is combination therapy of several medicines. So I think we continue to simplify and fortunately developing new medications for people who have resistant virus. 
Hopefully that will continue. But at the same time, it's likely that the virus will also continue to find ways to become resistant. So we have to develop new medicines. And, of course, the most important thing we'd all like to see is prevention with either a vaccine, which does not seem to be in the near horizon, but also remembering that we do know how this virus is transmitted, and so methods to educate the human race about preventing transmission is also very important. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Roy Steigbegel. We have been discussing the clinical applications of raltegravir. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM-157. And thank you for listening.